here we are. We are going to record another podcast. We're going to make some people laugh. We're going to... Uh, make some people cry. It's going to be a very deep we're gonna, episode today. We're going to we're gonna go through a whole character arc. I'm going to be starting out as the reluctant hero. Blake is going to serve <laughs> as my call to action and my guide. We haven't quite decided where the like whether or not this is one of those man versus the world, man versus man. Mm, yeah, we got. Well, well, you know, it's a writers' room podcast. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure out what the real arc of this episode is, but we do know that we're going to be going for some really powerful stuff. Uh, we've got some dramatic irony built in. Uh, we're going to see if those come to uh, fruition and we get the payoff of that mm-hmm. this week. Blake, maybe we'll finally reveal finally to all of us and also to me what the mm-hmm. J stands for in my name. What? Oh, shit. Oh, I, I actually, um, I thought we were going to officially, I don't know if we're going <laughs> to use any of this. But I don't know, maybe this is the episode that I reveal that, like, there has been some background narrative throughout this whole podcast, like, hidden in code. Um, this is nobody, the part where we finally reveal that you and I have been playing characters this whole time. Mm-hmm. And now and there's we like can always... finally announce ourselves as our true names. Philbert Johnson, and you are, of course... Dilbert Jusen and um, and the reason nobody knows that there's a narrative in this podcast is because um, it's always plays after the credits and our statistics tell us that nobody watches till the end of the credits. So nobody knows the narrative. Nobody's caught the narrative yet. Well, Philbert, people have only listened to the first sign off that's still within the narrative. They don't mm. listen to the second sign off that you and I do where we credit all of the incredible people that are part of our dev team and like real- our, our like our actual development team, right? Like the mm. like when we credit all the people that are tweeting at us, the real people, everybody that's tweeting at us is actually just bots. Oh shit. Well, oh, it, it's we have a very small selective writers mm. team that mm. is going out with all of these different accounts mm. and writing these uh, Twitter responses to us. Well, it's a the, very in-universe it well, meta. Well, the thing that's though. so crazy is that all the bots, um, all of our bot accounts or duplicate accounts, they post as if they were real people every single day. Um, so that's just like keeping up this weird universe. We actually only have like five followers on this podcast. Um, well, <laughs> well, that's what's weird. It's like there, there's 300 actual followers of the podcast, Philbert, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you and I, Philbert Johnson, and I can never quite get the pronunciation on your last name. I'm so sorry, Philbert. It's okay. It's 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 really complicated. It's actually an Eldritch speak. I don't know if you knew <laughs> that. Um, it's not. It's not. It's a very hard tongue to master. Very very um, um, uh, alien, if you will. <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to spiritual successor uh hopefully that bit was funny <laughs> did we use that i don't know if we used that <laughs> i mean i don't know well i don't know maybe maybe i'm just referencing something that was cut a few minutes ago about a secret narrative going on in the background <laughs> of of our entire podcast but nobody knows it because it's always in the credits that nobody listens to we are a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely ideas from the internet and turn them into the next AAA video game title that will most likely conquer the world and sell millions and make AJ and I, uh, uh, we get, <laughs> for, it'll, it'll give us millions and then allow us to have a livable situation in Los Angeles. We it's have gonna... to make millions <laughs> to live in LA comfortably. We're then going to get the dick suit off of us and then we're going to be living uncomfortably in Los Angeles again. But then we're going to counter sue for damages um, <laughs> because like, we have every right to put Hideo Kojima in our video game. Who says we can't? Hideo Kojima? 
We are going to have him in our video game. Well, we're going to sue back for damages because of all the libel that they're going to say to us. Because they're going to say things like fake game designers. And we're going to take that very personally. And that will be libel. We'll use, we'll use all 300 of our Twitter people to tweet at them uh, libel. <laughs> uh, AJ, how big do we have to be to weaponize our audience? Because you and I were having a conversation about how we want to get on guest grumps one day. Like, how big do we have to be to do that? Because <laughs> 300 people tweeting at one Twitter account, it has some legs. It does have some legs. Are we trying to... <laughs> I'm, yes, I am asking you, are we going to try and weaponize our audience to get on guest grumps when... when uh, uh, a little little game reference. When the Backstreet Boys tour is over, when are we going to get back on... When are we going to go on guest grumps? <laughs> I think that here's the goal. We need to double our audience size, and then I think the iron will be just hot enough that we can strike mm. it. Well, how about this? How about this? Because uh, like I think that like we get, we get to sixty nine sixty nine on our Twitter followers, and then we tweet at. I think even sixty nine hundred will do it. Sixty nine hundred. Well, I was saying sixty nine sixty nine because they have that awesome uh, rock opera sixty nine sixty nine that both of them were in. Uh, Aaron was the uh, the main villain in that. Yeah, but I feel like. That's a long shot. The, the goal is to get on. The, you don't think we can get to 69, 69 Twitter followers? Hey, no. uh, if you're listening to this podcast, prove AJ wrong uh, and follow the podcast on uh, at Spiritual Suck. Uh, let's show them that we can get to 69, 69. <laughs> now, as you've certainly guessed, here on this podcast, we take your lovely submissions from Twitter, from emails, from Reddit. Wow, there's a lot of ums in that after what is this dude this is episode 60 <laughs> well we're almost you, at the you, sex number one huh? yeah you you'd feel like we have our intro down we take your lovely ideas from youtube uh reddit email, not official channel sorry Twitter. youtube's not official channel fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you um and we. Turn it, you know what it is it, it feels wrong when i try to do it mm-hmm Oh, so should I just start taking control of that part? You got to take intro? control of that part. Yeah, yeah, but see, I don't talk well, like which is a problem because we're an audio pod. I mean, I was well, we're only say, we're, a, was, we're on, an audio podcast. I was about, you know, yeah, as I was about to, to say podcast. we're an audio podcast. <laughs> exactly, AJ. This is why I shouldn't be doing our intros. Jesus Christ! You know give what? Us, Fuck it. Give Fuck me it. Game, we're just going game, into it. We're just me. getting into it. Yeah. Save me. <laughs> I suggest to you. This comes from what they should do at what they should do on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Now, of course we, we do these pretty often. Um, this is a, another dating simulator, but here's the submission, a fishing simulator, but you can date the fish. Uh, AJ, uh, name a fish that you've been attracted to like a fish, like an anthropomorphic fish. Not like a, not like, like you look at a fish. Wow. This bit has gotten away from me. Um, <laughs> you're, talking, you're saying like, of like course, an anthropomorphic like, no, I'm not fish. saying I want to fuck a bass or a bass. <laughs> Fucking damn it, shit. Fuck. God damn no. God damn. <laughs> oh no. That's on air. That's oh, on the recording. No. I said that out loud with my dumb idiot brain. <laughs> you fucking himbo. God damn it. Uh, wow, I fucked uh, that up so uh, bad and it's on the recording and I have to live with that forever, huh? And that's the bit. God that's the game. Damn. <laughs> 
Oh, AJ, you're fucking perfect. Never change. Wow, I fucked that up so bad. I did that the run with the one wrong way that. <laughs> yes, a bass. <laughs> you give the next no. submission. That's it. I'm not. That's we're not going to say done. anything we're funnier. Done. <laughs> we hope you uh, enjoyed that. All right. This one comes to us from Level 9000, Yadrew Druid, uh, Drew Davenport at the underscore Davenporter. Silent Hill, but I've got a forklift. AJ, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've played all the Silent Hill games, and my one thought was, is like, fuck, if I had a forklift right now, I could totally beat the demons inside of me. There's nothing more empowering to the human spirit than, and I'm actually, I'm half joking here. But I've been on a forklift. You know how fucking powerful and cool you feel when you, you drive a forklift? You immediately feel like hot shit when you have a forklift. Because like yeah. all of a sudden, there's nothing that you cannot just lift into the sky. Yeah, you're, you're, like, your ego grows a six-pack. That's how I feel when I am on a forklift. So it, it's so radical because like all like you can look at anything and you're like if there's a pallet under there that fucker's going twenty I mean, feet like, in the air. You can still lift it even if it doesn't have a pallet. You're right. Like, you know what? You're right. I, res- like, I re- appreciate that kind of drive. You're mm-hmm. right. You can lift literally <laughs> anything. All right, so, uh, you can even lift another forklift. I've seen people do that, and that actually scares me a lot. And you know what's really awesome though about the mm-hmm. idea of uh, Silent Hill, but with a forklift? Mm-hmm. If Pyramid Head tries, starts trying to run up on you, you just got to aim the forklift right, and just, you can lift that fucker right up. And that's the end of the fight. If you lift, if you lift Pyramid Head up, he's like suddenly is a nice guy. Well, he, that's all the, he needed. All he needed was he was depressed and he needed some lifting up. This is someone, a st- this is a story of redemption. Of pyramid had lifted off of his shoulders. Oh shit! Please is that pick why him up by his big fat headed noggin and lift him into the sky? <laughs> So that he may feel a little bit of relief on his horribly sore neck. <laughs> this reminds me of, have you ever, it's like, I, I don't have a source, but I know I've seen it in media where like a, it, this has the equivalent of like a, an adult, like holding a kid's head away from them as the kid tries taking punches. But <laughs> it's like, if you lift up pyramid head by his head, he's just like, can't reach you he's just like imagine his big ass sword just flailing about and he just can't hit you because you lifted his poor head (laughs) you lifted him so high up in the air you treat him like a babby (laughs) (laughs) oh shit now here's the thing would we try to find any fears that we can have with a forklift because again silent hill is about like the the good silent hill games are about the fears that we face in the human psyche yeah i don't know man i've i've never i've never gotten on a forklift and then felt existential crisis like i was like you know job security um finding you know finding glove and 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 connecting with somebody all that stuff melts away when i have the 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 the, how many engines fuck i don't know anything about engines it has three engines i was gonna say fuck were you about to ask i was gonna say a four block engine but i know that's not a thing It's a big block or a small block, if I remember correctly. A four block engine, though. Hold <laughs> it's on. Got, it's a it's a forklift that has four engines in it. That's why it's called a forklift. I didn't know if you knew that <laughs> because the four is the four blocks of the engine. <laughs> the four K lift. I'm a fucking gamer who stays inside all day and like like discords people. Do you think I know anything about forklifts? So in in Warhammer, <laughs> they don't have forklifts they have 40k lifts and it's shortened to 4k lifts. wow you you really you really just <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel for that joke aren't you <laughs> yeah fuck you so here's the thing here's the thing that is scary about at forklifts, least you tried right? at least you, you tried. ever been around like here's the thing that is scary about forklifts mm-hmm. i was at a job where we had all these 
pallets that were sitting up on the forklift mm-hmm. or a, bu- a big pallets full of like camera gear that would be hoisted up into the sky and placed on these big uh scaffolds oh this is the camera rental company you worked at right yeah yeah um somebody used the forklift once and they were not paying attention to where the forks were they were not properly uh taking care of their forklift safety mm-hmm. uh actions and they did break one of the scaffolding and almost dropped like a couple hundred oh, pounds, Jesus if not a couple Christ. thousand pounds worth of cable onto the floor because they busted the top rung of the fork of the scaffolding. So we had to get a second forklift over there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think I remember you telling me about this. <laughs> please continue. And the please second continue. forklift was there to like, so there was a whole beam of the scaffolding that had to be lifted up with the second forklift. <laughs> so that we could then lower the first forklift and get it out. Okay. Okay. How can you do this but Silent Hill? What is the equivalent of having to jury rig very dangerously a forklift? The fear of having a forklift is knowing that somebody else also has a forklift and is just as powerful as you. Oh, so Pyramid Head has a forklift. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually pretty fucking scary, uh, to be honest, because it's like it's all covered I, yeah, in barbed like the, wire and rust. And <laughs> I don't like the idea of Pyramid Head also having a forklift. That's a very bad idea, actually. <laughs> would, his, would his be like a convertible forklift? I Actually, you know what? Honestly, we're thinking about this the wrong way. The opening beat of the of this is you finding your way into silent hill for whatever reasons turns out you've been dead the whole time spoilers for pretty much all silent hills um (laughs) i don't think that's true at all (laughs) it's a spoiler for one of them the wee one i think um and you actually find pyramid head that's like your first interaction in silent hill you stumble into a forklift and you manage to lift his head off and you think that kills him but he comes back later you know what's scarier than pyramid head Forklift head. Forklift head. So he's a fucking <laughs> forklift for a head, and now he's hunting. <laughs> I don't know what like that looks like. Does he just have pallets that he lifts just to scare you? <laughs> like you, you slowly. You're drive walking your... around a factory, and then something like lifts up in front of you, and there's pyramid. There's forklift head standing right behind the thing that he just lifted up, and he says, "Ooga booga booga." <laughs> shit okay all right all right all right and that's that and then you have to put your forklift in reverse and try to escape him and you're going so slow when the beeping noises is going and just actually you know what would be so interesting um i was ready to go to the next submission but i thought of a fun mechanic um if so like we were talking about how you feel so much power when you have a forklift and you fear kind of evaporates from you what if we do a thing because like i'm trying to figure out another game that has this but um, the more chances you take, the braver you are, the less like scary things will show up in the game. So, but if you like get into that warehouse where pyramid head is like, um, coming at you and you shift into reverse, like maybe a meter starts going down, like your sanity meter. So like the more like you step away or like the more like you back up your forklift, the crazier the visuals of the game get. So like, um, oh, a good example is in don't starve. Uh, the less sanity you have, like, more ghost creatures start showing up in your peripherals. And eventually, if your sanity gets low enough, those shadows will start attacking you. So maybe we can do something like so that. So what you're a- proposing is, like, a braveness mechanic, right? Yeah! Like, this would be a game where, like, 
I don't know if like a silent hills is like the best way to do it, but like what you're proposing is like let let's flip the formula to like maybe a combat action game, maybe like a Dark Souls really quick, just so I, I can kind of briefly understand what you're proposing. If you go in and you fight every monster head on in the game, there's going to be like 20 monsters that you fight throughout. But if you try to sneak around and run away from the big dragon, four smaller dragons show up and they say, look at this punk bitch running away. We're going to kick his ass. Those are the lines exactly. That's I. That's my favorite line in this Silent Hill game. <laughs> Is when three smaller pyramids heads show up. Oh my god, it's like pyramid hype men. They're just like... <laughs> It's like a fucking, uh, it has the same exact energy as, uh, cause you and I were talking about Hamilton before we were recording this, um, where Thomas Jefferson's is like, sometimes I don't even, I even wonder why I bring the thunder. And then there's that hype guy. He's like, why he even brings the thunder, you know, like over his shoulder. I like that you were thinking that I was thinking a little bit more like Timmy and Tommy. Oh, (laughs) where it's it's two pyramid heads and it's like, kick his ass, kick his ass. Just like one is way more hyped while the other one's really quiet. Oh, yeah. oh God, I love that, actually. That sounds fucking phenomenal. All right, I got another video game suggestion for you. Oh, all right, thank you, Drew. This comes from Caleb at Busto314. Scooby-Doo, a Telltale series. Okay, are we going, like, grim dark fantasy vibe with it? Or are we going, like, comic? Like, I'm trying to ask, I'm asking what era of Scooby-Doo are we doing? Like, original, like, 70s, 80s? I want to do early 2000s live action Scooby-Doo. I want that, I want to capture that energy of, like, it's kind of real, it's kind of not. Yeah, but except for, like... (laughs) Except for what? I don't know, I feel like those movies were problematic in some regards. Were they? I mean... Isn't there the whole sequence where, like, they swap bodies and Fred's whole thing was, like, now I'm... Fred does immediately grab his boobies, doesn't he? Yeah, and, like, well, grabs Daphne's boobies, and that's, like, even as a kid, I was like, hey, that doesn't... I don't know how that flies. That's what you have to do, Now I'm gonna look at myself naked, and I'm like... You're a fucking creep, <laughs> Sorry, he dude. does have a line where he says, I'm going to go look at myself naked. Does yeah, like, what a fucking, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. I forgot about that line. That line sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the whole message in the second movie where Velma needs to like change herself and be like this hot seductress, like all leather wearing thing to be valued as a, like by this guy she likes. And I'm like, I'm not into that either. Um, those We can fix some- that. Okay, Hold on, so, we can fix that. All right, what elements do you want to take? What if every time somebody was trying to tell De- uh, Velma that she needed to like wear a latex dress, Velma was and like... she decks him in the fucking mouth. Well, it, it would be more like, Velma will remember this. Like, every time you give like, uh... misogynistic advice to Velma, <laughs> I, Velma's I, like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, mean... yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> fuck, I hate this guy. <laughs> She'll like, oh, fuck... You know, it'd be so funny um, if you turned it on its head where, like, you as the character, like, if you ma- say those things and are being misogynistic, somebody treats you with the exact same words, like, later in the game. Oh, hell yeah. Like, it, pun- it punishes this. you for being a piece of shit and flips, like, that, like, the things you said back on you. Now, who's, th- here's here's the big question that I ask. Mm-hmm. Is, is this a Scooby-Doo Telltale game? Mm-hmm. Do we swap between all of our different Scooby-Doo compatriots and we're kind of crafting this world with all of them, choosing different character lines for each one of them, or are we going to play as one singular Mystery Inc. person? I it was Mystery like to, Inc., right? I want to do this in the same way that 
the first um until dawn did where it's like it is a group of people but the group of people get separated and occasionally runs into each other before being separated again okay cool so, so we are playing as like all of the mystery yes, Inc. Each, gang. Each we're gonna chapter... play as shaggy we're gonna play as scooby we're gonna play as fred and then on your on your new game plus thing you know who you play as is there a new plus where you get to play a scrappy you fucking bet there is <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh so Mm -hmm. where do we go now well okay so if you want to do this based off of the two, 2000s games there's two options we can do one we can do it like it's the first movie where we're on an island which might be fun because holy shit we can have sugar ray as the soundtrack we can bring them out of retirement <laughs> and they can do the soundtrack for this whole game holy fuck i haven't thought about sugar ray in like 10 years i haven't thought about sugar ray in 23 years <laughs> what are you talking about you were you were you were like old enough to know sugar ray could you name me a Sugar Ray song really quick, Blake? Uh, <laughs> good question. Don't have an answer for it. Because <laughs> I don't, I'll be honest, I have no idea who the hell you're talking about. You don't have, sh uh, you don't know who Sugar Ray is? All right, hold on, hold on. No, I'm going to YouTube right now. I'm going right, to find out who right, Sugar Ray right, is. All right, hold on. If you type, uh, you remember the girl, the, the singer dude that Daphne was crushing on in the first movie? No. All right, well, he, <laughs> he looks like a fucking Kyle, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> like a fuckboy Kyle. Um, just type in Scooby-Doo uh, Sugar Ray, and you'll, and you'll see the scene where he shows up. Is that Kanye? No, that's not Kanye. Oh, I know this song, Every Morning by Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this song rules, actually. That song is super good, right? <laughs> Sugar yeah, song rules. Sh Sugar Ray's pretty good. I think they got a little bit taken over by... Uh, not taken over, but they were pushed under the rug by uh, Smash Mouth, I think. Mm. Smash Mouth and the other... Uh, oh, I remember the Smash Mouth Sugar Ray Wars. Yeah, boyo. A lot, of, lot of good soldiers died back then. <laughs> so, okay. so, yeah, is... well, I want to capture that energy of those movies, though. Like, mm -hmm. this, like, weird, like, the real people acting like a cartoon, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you know what we could do? Um... We actually go back in time because we have that power as a we game design technology. company. Uh, all game design companies have that power. Was there not a not. video game attached to the Scooby-Doo movie? Hold on. I, wait. I, I don't know, but I'm thinking we do this. You know like how in like in a mid-90s computer games, they would just record video, but then upload it to the video game, but it was like super compressed and look pixelated? Oh, yeah. So we do that. So we shoot this whole movie... Um, as if like, like we shoot all the scenes, but then we run it through that shitty mosaic filter to make it look like it's a video game. Cause I guess I, you know, honestly, I don't know if they did it because of technical limitations where it was mosaic doubt or they were like, Hey, instead of animating this thing, let's just record some video of it and then upload it as if it, and, and as if it was a video game. Wait, I don't know. Both I options. Might be, I might be talking out of my ass here really quick, but there was a video game that did something similar to this. There was a race car game that like. It, I think it was like the crew or something, but it had mm -hmm. like a live video element. But then when everybody was like f being filmed on camera, they then went through and keyed everybody out and gave them a negative fill. So mm -hmm. everybody had this like weird black borderline around them. Oh, 
yeah, I, I, I think I know what you're talking. Yes, I have. I believe I have seen that before. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like what? Yeah, it was such it's a... like they, they look like they have like a silhouette on them, basically. Yeah, and it was just for like one. I could be talking out of my ass, but I feel like I vividly remember it. And like people were talking about like that video being weird looking. It was at some E3. It was definitely for a car racing game, mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, let's go back to our Scooby-Doo game. So we have the basic idea of running it through a shit filter. <laughs> yeah, we're running it through a shit filter, and it's just the Scooby-Doo movie uh, with all the deleted scenes. And oh. I think that maybe the only like actual Telltale game mechanics is choosing which one of the deleted scenes you get to watch. You know what this reminds me of? Like, This reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've ever played it. But remember the Final Destination movies? Like, some of them would include their own bonus feature where you can go through the movie, but choose different paths on when characters die or not? What? No, I did not know that. Are you telling it, me that... It was horribly designed. Are you designed. Final, Final Destination <laughs> of all things did the Bandersnatch move before Bandersnatch? It was horribly executed. So, because... <laughs> well, because the way it would work is, is, like, if you save somebody here it wouldn't directly change the story. They just died elsewhere. So, like, it always ended the same. Um, and I, I, and I remember, like, putting so many, like, so much time into it, like, thinking, oh, like, because, you know, I thought it was going to be, like, a Bandersnatch situation, even though I didn't know what the fuck Bandersnatch was. <laughs> One was day, 12 this years is going to be like this thing. This is going to be like a Netflix exclusive t- 10 years from now. Um and I and I spent so much time like trying to be okay. This person didn't die from the pipes, so how are they going to change the fucking story? Or like this person didn't die because the weight. I I think there was like one where they were like exercising, and the weights. Like fuck, actually, I can't look at Bowflexes the same way anymore. I think this. <laughs> I think like because any time I look at a Bowflex, I think about this. Like the You've weights been traumatized. Came, yeah, I guess I was. The weights come undone, and it basically tears his arms. Off Ouchie. of his body. But which oh, is so weird yuck. because who the fuck has that much grip strength? And who wouldn't let go? He just let, he just hung on to it. And his arms got torn off. <laughs> he had tightness. He had locked wrists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing, AJ. <laughs> it's the best I can possibly come up with. Do you have another video game for I, us? I do have another video game submission. All right. This one comes to us from a new submitter, I believe. Roxy at New Music Pinned at, oh God, at C underscore through girl. An arena brawler, but set in one of those indoor trampoline parks. So AJ. This rules. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You remember that? uh, What's it called? It's like down the street from us. It's uh, what's your favorite arena brawler? First of all, Uh, probably I would say the Berserk games. I like them. They're fun. What Berserk games? There's the, the one where he has the big sword, and you have, like, the, the shit ton no, of, No, I know like... who Berserk is. No, not... No, no shit, but I'm talking about, I know about, John like... Berserk. <laughs> you... His name is Guts, and I would thank you to remember that. His name is John Berserk, and his everybody... His name is his... not John Berserk. You insult him. <laughs> you insult him and everything he stands for. It's a masterwork of art, and you... Shitting all over it. I'm not I being mean to John Berserk. I love him and all of his cool You are being more than mean to John Berserk. I'm my, a huge my, fan my... of how he murders real good. <laughs> and his cool big sword and his awesome eye patch. Okay, so hey, maybe we can go with that. Okay, so if it's Also, a tra- the game you're thinking of is not an arena brawler. Really? I thought an arena brawler is just you have a big open map and you can... Like it just have hordes of enemies, or are you talking about no arena brawlers? I think would be arena brawlers would be more like um I guess like a bayonetta or like a like the 
old God of War games, Enslaved is a good example of an arena brawler. Like every oh, well, every mean, battle encounter you go into, you go into like a small little arena that you like you do your little fighting in and they're yeah, like, Good job, the door unlocks and you can go to the next arena. That's 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 pretty that's pretty berserk. <laughs> that's pretty the berserk games look, operate I'll, like that. Look, I would love to see a berserk brawler. You know me. You know I love character action games. You know I love brawlers. You know I would love to see a Berserk brawler. But, AJ... But that's different. The, the it Berserk, exists! It, no, no, Berserk the, and the, the Band of the Hawk is, is is an arena fighter. Is it? I thought it was a like a Warriors-style game. You I, and I just talked about this last week. It's, an, it's a Warrior-style, yeah, not an like arena each, brawler. But if, okay, but going by the logic you just gave me, you are in a specific small area that has to fight the enemies to go to the next area. That happens. That's That's... John, that's Berserk. I almost said John Berserk, you fuck. <laughs> You're conditioning me and I hate it. So it's an arena brawler. You're going to have all these little tight spaces that you have to do your cool f- combat in. A lot of little arenas. Like Every time you go into a little space, it's going to have different elevations, different zones mm-hmm. that you can fight in. Mm-hmm. But the catch is that like it's all trampoline based. There's a lot of jumping. There's a lot of up and downiness to mm-hmm. it. What I'm do you really fight? into that. What do you fight? Like, is this a... Because there's, I, we can do the thing of, it's just you fight, you're a kid and you're fighting other kids, or it's like a sunset overdrive situation where this is like, the whole town is nothing but trampolines. Like that's their, that's their gimmick. It's trampoline city. So you I'm have to so like. I'm so glad you brought up sunset overdrive because my immediate thought when like, if I was to put a video game in a trampoline park. One of my it's, favorite it's, things to do at like a tra- one of those tra- trampoline park places is like, you gotta find that dodgeball pit. You gotta mm-hmm. find where they do their dodgeball thing, mm-hmm. and like a third person dodgeball arena beat 'em up game, I could be very into. Interesting. So it's like it. And do you unlock different dodgeballs? Is that, like, the mechanic? Yes. There? Much like Sensei Overdrive, you, how you can unlock, like, different guns and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that in this game you can unlock maybe not different. We won't title them as different, like, um, dodgeballs. We'll, we'll title them as, like, different techniques for when you throw the ball. Different, di- different so, tricks, right? So, if like, you... we take, like, the Yakuza fighting system. Like, each arrow on the D-pad is a different like fighting system or a different ball throw basically i like the idea of a weapons wheel but like every ah, every weapons good. wheel that you have equipped oh. is like a different like way that you're going to throw the ball aj it's so like, like stri- it's like strife in um in uh what's it called uh, the, the game that you and i are playing um you know like strife has like the ammo wheel where he can yes. like load a different ammo into his guns basically. yeah 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 uh the my immediate thought was more similar to doom or sunset overdrive Mm, I've never played Sunset Overdrive because I heard it kind of blue. <laughs> You're missing out. That game does kind of rule. But I... uh, you've played Doom, so you get the mm. idea of, like, you, mm-hmm, you can, like, mm-hmm. pause the game a little bit, like, slow down time, and then cycle over to which, like, Fuck. style of throw you want. The God, ammo you know will be, so be cool? the same over the course of the game, right? Like, every mm. the ammo will always be, like, one to two dodgeballs that you can carry. Mm-hmm. But you can always be swapping what way you're going to throw it. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to throw it as a curveball, so you're going to, like... Hold the weapons wheel, go to your, uh, maybe like your B twist, and then like when you hit the attack button, your character will do a B twist, and the ball will be thrown like in a curved direction. Maybe you need to like, uh, do like a split ma- maneuver, like hit two directions out in like opposite directions, like two 45 degree angles. You gotta figure out like, oh, I gotta use my fork throw. So then you're gonna be jumping around, you're gonna swap over to fo- the fork throw, and then you can throw both balls at once. 
I you know it'd be such a just a cool visual because are are we on the same page that this is like trampoline city? This isn't just like one warehouse full of trampolines. This is like everything in this city is bounceable, is a trampoline, basically. Ooh. And you have to minute you like there's a really fun like parkour bounce mechanic that allows you to just bounce your way across the city. Or it could be something like, um, maybe not everything's a trampoline, but maybe you have some sick kicks that Moon you shoes. can then that you can then like swap out. Like that's it. Like you can customize your character and what bouncy shoes they wear your Nike pumps. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> so this is a brand. When this is a branded this, game for Nike pumps. <laughs> when you're in the hub world, which there mm. will of course be also enemies at and like a level of exploration. Yes. Mm. You're wearing your Nike pumps. Mm. But then when you go into the arena, like the levels of the game and it becomes the arena brawler with like a lot of like cool level design and planning out for like where the safe spots of, jumpy walls versus non-jumpy walls mm -hmm. then it becomes like a tighter game but then there's like the hub world where the camera zoomed out a little bit more and you can see everything more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay i i'm into that okay so it's what is the like oh god you know it'd be so cool like just the camera is like kind of free-flowing like you know like how when spider uh the new spider-man video game like you can move the camera you can look down while he's still flying through the air and stuff yes i want to do a thing where like you jump uh, and there has to be, like, hordes of enemies. Like, just, like, throwing one dodgeball can kill, like, ten people. That's the level of insanity I want to do. You jump up as all of them are, like, coming towards you, and you're just in the air, and you throw a dodgeball right down below you. I and don't it just think... fucking explodes out. I'm going to pitch you on this. I don't think that there's lots and lots of enemies. Mm. What I'm a little bit more interested in is the idea of, like, few enemies, but they're always jumping up and down. Like, mm -hmm. there's no such thing as an enemy in this game that is locked on the horizontal nope there's no such thing as an enemy locked on a vertical axis the, well that's you, not what you, I, the that's player not what are I'm always saying. bouncing up and down well, and the enemies are always bouncing up and down oh my god so this so basically like, just the idea of like having hundreds Halo and hundreds of, it is a little bit like, like bounce grenades, house, but you like need bounce to beam someone with the ball you need to hit mm -hmm. the enemy with a ball in order to get like the i mean hit. sticky grenades man yeah like sticky grenades mm-hmm mm -hmm. Okay, so okay, so what is our story here? Like, what is like, why is this? What? Because in Sunset Overdrive, uh, it was is an energy drink that turned a bunch of people into monsters, and now you're in Sunset City, just trying to like fight them off, right? Could this be Sunset mm -hmm. Overdrive too? No, let's make an IP. Let's make an IP, man. All right, we'll call so it. What's we'll, the goal? What? We'll what? Call it Morning Drive. <laughs> uh, morning Overdrive. Uh, <laughs> so what what would be the thing right like if you were going into a bounce house full of trampoline places mm. why are you looking to beat people up in here i mean i i kind of like the idea that it is monsters like i i like the idea monster idea too. too so what would be something uh actually you know it could be something really just overtly weird because you know one of the fucking things i hate when i go to trampolines or just any public place in general that involves like playing I hate fucking finding used band-aids. Like that's that's the thing that disgusts me. So one kid. So a band-aid company like no infected everyone. No 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 no. So like uh, uh, one I guess one a person found a used band-aid and that like caused a weird mutating disease to spread. So now you have just a bunch of dodgeball throwing monsters. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. It got it got dodgeball <laughs> trampoline <laughs> DNA infused <laughs> and infected the people. <laughs> um, 
or or there was like toxic or maybe there's ooh that could be interesting so what if what if the dodgeballs themselves were toxic so like maybe your character over the course of the game is slowly... <laughs> they have the cure and beaming someone with a dodgeball cures <gasps> there them. you go so like it's like, you, you show up to the doctor of the game who looks like a um like the scientist from luigi's mansion you know that kind of crazy kooky invention sort of vibe it's like i have injected these dodgeballs full of the cure and you must beam them and that's how you clear each level is you need to there, that's it that's it yes, because... yes, yes. you go into like the, mm-hmm. the you go into the building and it's like all right there's 58 people within this building that mm-hmm. are like bouncing around jumping around fighting each other fighting you you need to beam all of them with a clean headshot in order to get them cured mm-hmm. cure all 58 people within the time limit but the complication is is that certain enemies can reinfect people. So yes, like you yes, are doing yes. this like it's like Splatoon in a way because you know like how you're trying to paint the majority of the area and like the more area you have the easier it is like the harder it is to control it. So it's and, like that constant fight. And then also there's PVP in this. There has to be. There will be PVP, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. What I love about this, like this cure system is like this lends itself to the arena system very mm-hmm. well because like you go and go into one zone and you're like, all right, this zone, I can see that there's seven people in here. I'm going to just mm-hmm. cure this P- the, this batch of seven. I'm going to bust out this little arena and then I'm going to move on over to the next part of this trampoline building. Yes, yes. And then like you, it's like maybe we treat it a little bit like um, how Far Cry does it where you have have to go to specific ear area areas and like cure the mass majority of that area yes there's to, like that whole clear um faction system the, yes uh, well, there uh i believe it's called um like uh, it's not a territories territory system yes yes so yes. this city so this city has a bunch of different territories that you need to defeat a bunch of key locations within that territory to purify it yes and maybe yes, you can yes. do a thing where Maybe that changes. Like, maybe this is, like, a live, like, a sort of, um, the the territories are kind of a living thing. Like, you can clear it out, but it might get reinfected if you don't, if you let it, if you let it get out of hand. Yes, I love that. Because, like, th- like video games always present that as, like, a narrative thing. And they're, like, like, you'll play it and they'll be like, watch out. Make sure, you know, you can't just be relaxed. The Templars will steal this back yep. one day. But they never do. But yeah, what if yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a game that, like, in order to get the good ending, you did have to keep that in You mind, had to right? make sure like, 80% of the territory. No, 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 no. You have to make sure 100% of your territory is secure like mm-hmm. in order well, to get the good percent- ending of this video game mm-hmm. you would need to do one final lap to make sure that everything is clean mm-hmm. at least long enough for you to launch the final mission also what you could do that would be very interesting uh level uh chapters of the game are locked to how much you have um purified so like to access like so their level one is like you clearing out your main base basically you have to clear out another 10% of the whole area or you have to purify the whole uh, 10% of the area to unlock level two. So like you have to go, you have to go to minor locations to unlock the major locations. But like if you slack off too much and you're trying to get into chapter six, they're like, Mm -hmm. nah, you've been slacking and you lost a lot of like your security. You need to go back, patrol your zone, get it secure Mm -hmm. again. And then you can come back and do chapter six. Mm -hmm. And that motivates the grind that motivates like getting collectibles. And I'm sure there will be a bunch of, we have to fill this world with a bunch of side missions 
Yes, um, of and course. Other things. Like we're gonna have like the layers, which is the, where the actual mission comes in. This game mm-hmm. is like very much like up and downy based. So like, yes. there's gonna be like fun little platforming challenges and little time trials that you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we express that like there's going to be all sorts of different ways that you can throw the ball for trick shots and stuff like that. So there's gonna be like a target range uh, mini mm-hmm. game that you have to like run through the city and hit all the things within like a certain amount of time to get more points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This Hell yeah. rules. Actually. actually, I would play the shit out of this because the character designs are going to be mad on this. Now here, this becomes the question. Mm-hmm. Is this a character led game or is this, or is this a game where you can create your own character? Do like we want to go for like, do we want to go with like an infamous style? Like, Oh, we have a main character and this is the world that you play in. Mm-hmm. Or do we want to do a sunset overdrive where they're like, just make a little dude and have fun. I think you could find... I don't know. I feel like you can do, like, the Fallout 4 method where you can, like, choose which character you want to play and then design them. But they're they're fully voiced, but you can kind of choose, like... Okay, you want, I get yeah, you. Yeah, like, what they're voice, a full... You choose their we voice. We have a character straight up created, but you can mm-hmm. kind of... There's a little bit of wiggle room, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a very much like a Robin from Fire Emblem situation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what we call this game? Dodgeball DNA. Dodgeball (laughs) DNA is actually very good. DNA in titles is just kind of cool, actually. (laughs) Dodgeball DNA. Let's put a pin in this. This I I very much want to put a pin in this. All right, what you got, brother? (laughs) This comes from Caleb Martin as Ian Fleming's James Bond 2007 at Isithius. Mm-hmm. The monster at the end of this video game. Now, this is, of course, a reference to my favorite childhood book growing up. There's a monster at the end of this book. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with There's a Monster at the End of This Book? Nope, I have not. So, it's a little childhood's book. Um, I had a Sesame Street one. I don't know if that's normal, but it's essentially Grover. You know Grover, our good friend, the little blue dude Grover? Mm-hmm. So, he's set up in the beginning of the book, and he's like, stop, Wait. Don't do anything else. I'm begging you, please, don't open the next page. If you mm-hmm. keep fucking around in here, you're going to find out that there's a monster at the end of this book. I have no way to control him. You have no way to defeat him. And if you keep going, we're going to all end up dying. So is this a So game? you turn the page in the book. And Grover's there again. He's like, no, 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 okay. I just told you not to open this up. Can you please seriously not do that again? So you turn the page again. And Grover's like, please, God. And as you go through the book, uh, Grover continues to beg for his life more and more and more as he becomes more concerned about the fact that you are rapidly approaching the monster at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And Grover has no idea what he's going to do about it. So he's sitting there. He's begging. He says, please don't open the book anymore. I'm begging you. You'll kill us all. Please, please, please. I have a wife and kids. So you hey, keep on. Hey, this sounds like traumatizing as fuck, actually. And then you get to the end of the book. And you know what the monster at the end of the book was? It's just a mirror of you. It was you. <laughs> it was either right. that or it was just a photo of Grover. But okay. what I want to... It was one of the two. It might have just been a photo of Grover, which was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my favorite book growing up. I love this book. Could not get enough of fucking with Grover. It might be is why I'm a little bit of a goblin. And like when I see friends in <laughs> agony, I like kind of just am like... <laughs> fuck with him. It's fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's, it just right, activates right. something in me. So, okay. So, how do we... Because, like, one way I think we can gamify that... Um, uh, 
do you think our audience would care about Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain spoilers? No. What? Okay. How does this relate to Metal Gear Phantom Pain? Because uh, uh, my stick, immediate... stick, stick, no, no, stick with stick with me. Stick with me. Okay. At the beginning of the game, you design a character, and then that character never comes back, and because like you're playing um, Phantom, you're pe- in Phantom Pain. You're playing. You're playing Venom as Pain. Phantom Pain. You're playing as you're playing as Phantom Pain, but it turns out the character that you designed was your actual face before you got turned into phantom pain. So I'm wondering if you can open this game up. um, No, no tutorial, no explanation. All of our trailers are super vague as fuck. And you just, it opens up in a character creation and you can like monster factory, the shit out of it and create your character or you can create a character, but all of the dials are very extreme. There's no way not to make a character that looks weird. And then the whole game is played in first person, and you think you're playing the character that you designed, but it turns out you're playing somebody else, and as the game progresses, you find out that the monster at the end of the story is the monster that you designed. I'm so, very interested in that. Here, here's the here's the wrinkle, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love the idea that you end up creating this monster at the end of the book, or the monster at the end of the game. What I want to nail down on, though, is like as far as a video game goes, is like, Grover begged for his life. Grover, mm. Grover at every moment, very near, very meta, was like, don't go any further. If you continue, there's a monster at the end oh, of this book. God, it doesn't wait. end it well for either of us. Mm-hmm. I want to capture that in a video game. I want a video game where every character knows that they're in a video game and they're begging you, like, don't go any further. Like, if you keep this up, you're going to hit the end of it and nothing's there. Like, there's just an end, like, unbeatable boss. Like... If you keep on this journey, no one ends up happy. Like, I want that, like, somber journey is, like, every... I I imagine that, like, maybe, like, a Soulsborne tone with this video game is, like, there's definitely a level of people there that are, like, don't do it, warrior. Hey, that's hell you're going into. Okay. Well, I was thinking along the lines of this, because if we really want... um to make them feel like they are a monster you know what we do so you design the character so you design this character at the beginning and like maybe they're over the intercom or something as you are on your way like to kill them or something um and the ending of the game is you actually killing the character that you designed so like you are (laughs) you have to like you think they're a monster but they've been pleading for their whole life this whole time and the game ends with you killing the character that you created and it's like really kind of fucked up yes because because you are the monster yeah this plays into like the idea of like you the you created a character what if this (laughs) this is okay this might be like Yes, you, you've created this mm-hmm. character and you think that you are playing as this character, right? You mm-hmm, created mm-hmm. this character, you customized it, you're first person, but it would make sense that that's you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get to the end of the game, after the game continues to warn you, don't go any further, don't go any further, don't go any further. And you get there and it's just you. It is like the character that you created that you now have to get rid of. Interesting. So, oh, I like that a lot. This is a fucking, like, a mind-bending fuckery game. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mind-bending thing where, like, the entire idea is just, like, you have to go out and kill your darling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, God, that's so fucked up. (laughs) And, like, what I love about this is, like, this would definitely hit, like, an indie game tone. I think that, like, there's a lot of, like, meta-narrative about, like, characters, like, having things that they really enjoy that they ended up, like, having to let go of, right? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe you read a writer that, like, 
he's like, I had to destroy, like rewrite my entire final act because like no one really liked it. Or you run into like a, a, a film director or like, that's like, I don't like the final cut of my movie. I did everything during the process that I really enjoyed, but the final product wasn't something that I like really was dedicated to. Mm -hmm. And like the theme that we're trying to like relate to the audience is just like the things that you go out to create aren't always the best thing. So you have to go out and kill your darling sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In in this situation, it is that like you've created a character and that character just like, like, I think that definitely towards the final act of the game, like, we start getting into, like, the idea of, like, like, uh, like from a developer's side, like, that idea of, like, does a developer decide to let the character create their own character or do they create a character for the player to use? And so, like, maybe, maybe like, you, like, to get, like, hyper meta, maybe you as the character are the tool that the developer is using to retract the ability to create your own character. Oh my God. That's just like, this is like way more philosophical than I thought it was going to be, but (laughs) I'm like super down with it though. Like, because like the thing is it only takes like an hour to play. This is like a very simple sort of just experience game. This is a lot like, um, what's it called? This is a walking simulator. Yeah. This is a walk. It's like a walking simulator, but it's like that one game that you and Nina took me through about the lampposts. Where it's like about the video game designer analyzing the like his favorite game developer and trying to put meaning in things that don't matter. It feels like that. It's just a walking yes, simulator yes, yes. as a story is being written to you and you're just digesting it and only takes like an hour and a half to beat, basically. And at yeah. the end of it, it's you killing the thing that you created. And maybe over the course of the game, you're you like are doing things that help you that make you that make you care for the character you created or something. So it makes that moment much more like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, may- maybe there's this level of, like, maybe, maybe like, kind of, like, the through point. Because, like, I know that this is, like, a personal thing that, like, bugs me about, like, the whole argument between, like, a self-insert character versus a pre-generated character is, like, mm-hmm. when you have a character that you get to make all the decisions for, the characters comment on you a little bit more. But when it's like they, when a character compliments you, it feels like they're complimenting me, AJ Hart, mm-hmm. in a way that like. But when it's a character that isn't me, that character is able to be a little bit more helpful to the actual characters in a way that feels unique, right? Like, mm-hmm. like uh, if if AJ Hart has a self insert character and there's a character that's like, oh, my bookshelf is busted. AJ Hart isn't going to like make the decision to fix that character's bookshelf, but a, but a pre-generated character, one that the writers get to decide, mm-hmm. they get to decide not only that you helped fix the bookshelf, but also how you helped fix the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And so like maybe like the, maybe that's like some of the interactions that you have, maybe like the interactions between those little NPCs that you meet. Ooh, aren't kinda... certain what to do with you because they're mm. not certain whether or not they can ask things of you or whether or not you're going to help them at all because they because even like you the player like meta meta narratively right if you are the presentation of a pre-generated character versus the idea of a character created character and the npcs don't know how to interact with that character tool yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. This would this need is, some galaxy like brain really writing like that is way above me. <laughs> this is like very like I could actually see this game being made. And, and this but, is but also way a... more talented people than you and me. <laughs> also from a perspective that actually understands uh, the differences between like writing for a pre-generated versus a character generated mm-hmm. character. It's a fascinating concept though. I actually am. That's pretty bitchin'. I would totally play the hell out of that. 
All right. All right. It's time to pick our nug. I think our nug is uh, trampoline DNA or dodgeball DNA. I think it's dodgeball DNA also. Fucking sweet. All right. So should we take some boss fights and then we can kind of discuss? Let's take some boss fights. Yeah. Awesome. For those that don't know, we take boss fights from a channel in our Patreon Discord. So if you go ahead and sign up for our Patreon, you would get access to submit a boss fight to us, which we would use for each of our nugs every week. I have one from Caleb. Read this. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage throwing single-serving coffee creamers at you. For those that don't know, Macho Man Randy Savage lost his mind on the air where he's just saying, I am the cream, as he's like sp- slowly spinning and with a coffee creamer, like those tiny, small-serving ones on his head, and he's just is pulling them out of his pockets and just repeatedly saying, I am the cream. So one of our bosses has to be, you go to the, um, there's a, there's a a fucking, uh, WWE wrestling rink or wrestling stage in like the center plaza. Cause like maybe that was the event that was going on. So you have to do this jumping, fighting dodgeball battle with Macho Man Randy Savage, where he's throwing creamers at you while you are throwing dodgeballs at him. (laughs) and that's but it has like all of the flair like you it's like how you trigger cutscenes in dead rising you just walk into an area and then the cutscene will trigger so like you walk up to the the wwe uh rink and then fireworks queue up and like macho man randy savage comes walking down the stairs towards the rink or towards the ring um and and that's how the full fight scene uh starts or something like that that's very good (laughs) <laughs> um the gazer suggests patrick stewart in the body of your childhood pet patrick stewart is is the guy from star trek right yes i think okay. so okay so we this brings up an interesting idea are can animals also throw dodgeballs because dogs love trampolines i don't know if you knew that i do know that of course everyone knows that that's an objective fact dogs <laughs> love trampolines <laughs> So we have a doggo. You have to fight a doggo. Ooh, or it could just be a bunch of doggos. I do could... like the idea of you having to fight one singular dog that is voiced by Patrick Stewart. <laughs> and, oh, that would be so cute, actually, because you just he would just like th- like knock his head to the side to throw a dodgeball at you. And maybe this is the only like adult, like enemy that you face in the whole game that doesn't bounce. And so like all of a oh. sudden like you're you're still bouncing because again, this is so important. There's never a moment when you're not bouncing up and down. Mm-hmm. So like all of a sudden you have an enemy on the floor that like is not bouncing with you. How do you account for that? How do you aim for that knowing that you're going to keep on bouncing up and down? Mm-hmm. Ooh, the challenge of trying to hit a dog that's going to be running so very fast on the floor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh fuck yeah, dude. And he will be talking shit the whole time. <laughs> he said got Oh man, Patrick Stewart just talking mad shit sounds like an amazing amazing thing. All right, do you have a boss battle, or do you think we're good? I think that's good. Hell yeah, all right. Is there anything else we want to add to our game before we go to patch notes? Like, what is the end goal? Is just like, or like, what is the final, like, thing? Are you trying to, oh, you're trying to defeat Patient Zero. How about that? Yeah, I like that idea. Like, you've, you've found your way to Patient Zero. Like, you've cured everybody. Like, because again, like, I think that in order to get the secret ending, I love this idea of, like, a, a, a game with an actual contagion that can spread back if you don't do your patrols. Mm-hmm. And so like you need to get 100% clear like uh disease cure in the town before you can launch the final boss. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When you launch the final boss, you are fighting like Patient Zero, and I think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Patient Zero looks like or how it's different. I'm sure we'll think of some nice engaging tools in the dev cycle. Interesting. Okay, I mean, like, I'm sure they have to be like the... Oh, hold on. I'm sure they have to be, like, the most mutated out of all of them. Maybe they have, like, a... Maybe their arm is just a dodgeball cannon. Maybe they have of... three heads. Ooh, interesting. Because <laughs> you have to hit all or three Or maybe of they them. have, like, a hundred heads, and you have to hit every single head oh, on its body to fuck. beat the boss. <laughs> and then the whole, like, the final, like, cutscene is just, like, you Jojoing it out, where you have, like, a hundred fists in front of your face. And you're just punching. <laughs> yeah. But there's it's, like, a hundred dodgeballs. There's a quick time event where the character is standing next to a dodgeball cannon, like a dodgeball pit, and they're just throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing Fucking and throwing. Sweet. All right. Hell yeah. That's a game. Dodgeball DNA. Dodgeball DNA. That is a video game. Hell yeah. Are we ready for patch notes? I'm ready to go to patch notes. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to patch notes. Welcome to. Uh, yeah. You know, it would Sorry, did, sorry, did I get in the way? <laughs> no. Sorry, was no, I a little no. bit too fast? No. <laughs> you quick drawed me. <laughs> Fastest lips in the West. Shit. <laughs> I give you a kiss. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome to Patch Notes. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out yet, we have a bonus episode, our first ever bonus episode, where AJ and I crack a movie um, about an esports playing uh, group of dogs and a very asshole stoner boy. <laughs> it's very good. It's, it's a, a mess. Very it's a mess episode. of a movie. But we had a, a lot of fun uh, doing it. And then, like we were looking at our numbers. It seems like you guys enjoyed watching it. So check it out if you haven't. And if you want to like see some of the other bonus content we're working on, come check us out on our Patreon. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, as always, our intro and outro music is Cheap Shot by Anamanaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. This has been Spiritual Successor. I have been your host, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. And these are cool games that should not be made. <laughs> <laughs>